welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the guy that introduces the podcast. This week's a, a little bit different. We're only on the, the third week and already we've got a, a guy on holiday. Greg's decided not to come in, but we've got a suitable replacement and that's JB from the forum or John, as I'll probably call him tonight. Hello, John. Hello. <laughs> Just as we rehearsed. <laughs> And as usual, we've got Chris joining us because well, we, re- we really need somebody to read out the SPL Roundup, so that's why he's here. Hello. Oh yeah, it was so popular last week. Hello guys. <laughs> it was. I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a wee break during it. I'm maybe gonna go and get myself a, a wee drink, drink a tenant, something like that. <laughs> I've got, I've got a wee bit of a different drink tonight. I've got milkshake. Mm, I don't know about that. A wee bit of milkshake, Super. but there's no cookies. Is it, sponsor, is, is it sponsored milkshake by any chances? Is it, uh, or is it one you made yourself? Sponsored by the SPL. <laughs> I'm glad that we got you on, John. I'm hoping to hear some in-depth comments on the, the SPL games of the weekend. I'll, I'll give you some in-depth comments <laughs> on one game. I, when we're preparing to come on, John says that he's not, he's not watched any of them. Apart from the Aberdeen game, obviously, which you were at. Yep. Did you enjoy your day? I enjoyed the day apart from the football. Um, no, I was, was alright. Shall we talk about that just now or later? Well, we'll, we we'll, I will talk about the game after uh, we've done Chris's roundup. So on the podcast this week, we've got Chris's SPL roundup. He'll also touch on the SFL, which is where where it's at nowadays. We've got a topic where we're going to discuss the the national team and specifically focusing on the news that Ian Black has been called up to the squad. And there's, there's been a few feathers being ruffled in this news because people are saying, well, he's in Division 3, should he be allowed to, to be called up to the national team? So we'll discuss that. Uh, the charity bet, we've got uh, some good news in the charity bet. We've, we've not won anything, but I'll announce the good news later. And also, we've got some listeners. I was going to read out a few listener na- names later on. And, well, that, that's I it. I think really. they call them shout outs. They're the trendy kids. Is that what the kids are saying nowadays? West Side. We'll give a few shout outs. Oh, but before we start, I want to give a, a wee shout out to Neil Doncaster. I've I've been quite critical of him. Uh, very critical of him, to be honest. But see these announcements for the SPL highlights. I'm I'm really impressed. Uh, it was YouTube that got announced first of all, and really pleased it's on YouTube because now I can watch it on my iPad. And also STV, I've got the, the SPL highlights. So I'm, I'm pleased that there's now a choice, really. It used to just be the BBC, obviously, that you could watch online. But I'm quite pleased with that. So well done, Doncaster. It makes, yeah, a, cha- it makes a change from folk calling them a tube. <laughs> yeah, tube. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing, I tried to watch the, the SPL highlight, the STV highlights, sorry. And oh, too many adverts. It's not for me. That's STV for you. Having said that, I don't want to badmouth STV too much because they're also showing the the away leg of the Helsingborg Celtic game next week. So that's another wee live game they've got. Hopefully they'll do a good job of that. Oh, I oh I do like SPL overall. I think the why do I keep calling it SPL? I don't know. I quite like STV because I like the guys on Twitter. I like the the sports site. Yeah. Aye, they're good. They know their stuff definitely. Yeah. Right. Chris, why don't you talk us through the SPL? Right, well, it was, of course, sellout Saturday this weekend. Uh, 
let's face it, it didn't really work. Well, I'm sure there was a sellout in the third division. <laughs> pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, one of the, the teams that was pushing it the most was Aberdeen, uh, and they had a significant increase in the crowd. They were up at 14,000, yep. which wasn't bad at all. Still not exactly a sellout, but if they can sustain that across the, the rest of the season, they'll be doing really well. Uh, unfortunately, the crowd didn't get treated to any goals as they played out a nothing each draw with Ross County. Uh, that's Ross County gone unbeaten for an entire calendar year. Last team to beat them was Hamilton 5-1 on uh, well, August 13th, a year ago today, when we're recording this. Um, Aberdeen seem to waste a lot of chances, unfortunately, but uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll come good as the, the season progresses. Uh, they weren't the only ones to be wasting chances this uh, weekend. Dundee will also seem to be wasting quite a few against St Mirren as uh, SPL football returned to Dens Park. Uh, they were all over uh, St Mirren at one point, but just couldn't get the goals. And St Mirren took full advantage as Sam Parkin got the second goal, but all kudos to Kenny McLean for his 40-yard screamer. Superb. Absolutely. Uh, he's actually under the up to the Scotland under-21s, and he has, of course, put St Mirren top of the SPL. Um, further down the league, we've got Inverness and Kamarlick who had a one-each draw. Andrew Shinney had given Inverness an early lead before Ryan Essen saved a Danny Ratchie penalty and the follow-up, cracking the double save. But Manuel Pascale was on hand to level things before the break and then there was an insane Owen Tudor-Jones uh, lash-out after getting filled. <laughs> he seemed to go in and headbutt the guy and swing a punch and I somehow I doubt Terry Butcher's going to be appealing the decision. <laughs> uh, moving on... Uh, the game at Fur Park, Mullerwell drew one each with St. Johnson. Another game with a couple of red cards. Stevie Hamill was sent off uh, after conceding a last man penalty. But Dave McKay's penalty was saved by Darren Randolph. Uh, the Saints did take the lead eventually through Murray Davidson's header from a corner. But Bob McHugh levelled the game uh, before Rowan Vine was sent off for a second yellow card. Uh, Mullerwell did try and push for a winner, but St. Johnson were able to hang on with some great stramashes in the box. And finally... On Sunday, we had the first Edinburgh Derby of the season, which was, of course, the biggest derby in Britain now, because obviously we can't have Celtic Rangers games anymore. Ah, we could nick up. <laughs> Sorry for ruining the flow. <laughs> uh, Hibs were going into this off the back of losing every single Edinburgh Derby last season, and they've done a wee bit better this time. They've got a one-each draw at home. Uh, they did, of course, shoot himself in the foot when new boy Alan Mabry, former Hearts player, fallen enough, had a terrible header back pass and the diver nipped in to open the scoring. But just before half time, Lee Griffiths levelled the things. Neither team was able to find a winner in the second half, but uh, I think Hibs will probably be slightly happier given that they didn't get beat. That's 12 derbies now for Hearts, but the big question of the SPL weekend had to be should Templeton have been sent off? Hmm. Mm. It's difficult. I, I've only seen it on the BBC website, uh, and yeah, it's difficult. Difficult to tell. It looked like it kicked out. Yeah, it did look that you. way. So yeah, if I if I'm gonna have to go one way or the other, yes, it did kick out red card. The thing I found really odd about it was it happened right under Wally Collins' nose, and I just don't get how he missed it. Yeah. I as I say, it's difficult. I've only seen it online. I didn't see the full game on TV, so I can't, can't really discuss too much myself because it's just it's too pixelated for me. John, what did you think? Aye, did you well, see from, this? From what, from what I seen in the paper. <laughs> 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 Aye, it was definite. God. No, I don't know. I've only seen a wee bit. But some of the boys in the forum were talking about it earlier um, and they seemed to think that it should have been maybe a sending off 
I don't know. Is it one of those maybe that the the SPL will look at it afterwards? I don't know. It might. See, it didn't connect really. Did they? It wasn't. It wasn't too sore. Um, I don't know because they done McGregor, didn't they? There was a few trial by TVs yeah. last season. Yeah. Certainly wasn't there. It was the. It was the, the the end thing last season. It was. It was something that Reagan wanted, wasn't it? He wanted things to be dealt with. I uh, I don't know. Just need to wait and see. They're normally very quick at dealing with it. I thought we'd mention Kenny McLean again. Was his wonder strike? It was. It was weird because see when he hit it, it it didn't leave his foot very quickly. It was almost like a floater. But then it's only when you see the the angle from behind him that you see that. The ball didn't seem to dip at all. It was moving all over the place, but the power mm. in it seemed to just keep it going. See, I heard a few people try to say Rab Douglas was at fault for it, but I don't think so, because I think that there's an element of that ball going wide at one point, and it yes. just seems to swerve into the corner. Yep. It's Aye. a fantastic strike. I like, I like the way that um, Sports Scene measured it out. They, had, they, they said they'd worked it out that it was 41 yards, because each strip of the... The pitch was six yards in width. It was there was seven of those, and he was a yard into one of them. So, <laughs> is, is that how Sky Sports do it when they when they bring it out the lines? <laughs> it must be the best. It was Bobby Dodds didn't quite understand the maths behind it. <laughs> I like the sound of that. I, I don't really watch sports scene. I just stick to the online, which is why I was pleased about the YouTube deal and uh, STV as well. Although I've already said I won't be watching an STV. Let's see get rid of the adverts. There's an advert for every highlights that I want to watch. Uh, one advert's fine. Nah, no, don't begin me one every match. So I'm not happy about that. That's my that's my moan of the night. STV and their adverts. Right, I'm behind you that one. <laughs> JB, what did you think, Aberdeen? Um, well, I'll sum up the I'll sum up the day. It was a kind of typical first home game of the season. A few of the boys were about nine of us got up in the train on Saturday. Full of optimism, talking about, aye, we've got a good chance here, we've made a few good signings. We had the boost with Reynolds signing on loan for the season as well. Um, we're thinking, oh, here we go, it's going to be good. And then we get there and then obviously it was nil nil. I, I, I didn't think we were terrible. I just thought, Ross, I thought to be honest, Ross County were really well organised. Um, and we struggled to break them down. Same as last year, really. We were pretty solid defensively. And I didn't think there probably wasn't much between the teams in the day. Um, I don't think we had a a clear shot and goal. They probably had the best chance. Um, Lionfield uh, made a pretty cracking save, actually. There's a couple of chances in the second half, I thought. I would really should have scored. It was like, right Vernon. in front of the goal. Oh, Vernon. Ah. Vernon was the worst, I think. It was. I've got in my notes here, uh, Johnny Hayes' haircut. I do like to comment on that. It's, uh, it was a shocker. But I know Jammer, but it's, it's not quite as short around the sides, is it? But I thought Hayes looked all right. I, I think he... What, his haircut or just his footballing? <laughs> It's footballing. It's foot- I couldn't see his hair. John, that's not what we talk about in this podcast. It's haircuts. I could... Haircuts and strips. Yeah, I thought I heard that Greg was away getting his hair done today. That's why he can't make it. Nope, he's not I... getting one of the Johnny A's haircuts. Oh, I better know. He, he likes a bit of pampering, does he not? Usually he's getting his nails done. That's why he can't make it. No, that's Chris. That's Chris. He goes for oh. the pampering sessions. I get confused. <laughs> I... Um, Greg's but... the one that, that pisses everyone off. Our bro, Peter Head, he's the one that just offends everybody. <laughs> he's no one because we're talking about the Scotland team tonight. That's why he can't make it. Oh, I, I doesn't like talking about Scotland. No, um, but I don't know. At times, I thought we were all, we were all right. At times, Johnny Hayes looks as if he'll maybe add a wee bit of creativity in the side. 
uh, McGinn before he went off injured was not really up to much at all. Is he um, all right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I heard yet. I was looking on the website earlier to try and find out any news, and I couldn't find anything yet. Um, one of my friends, I was talking about my friends actually earlier on tonight. Though he reckoned it's maybe like a, a badly sprained ankle, and it could be out for a few weeks. Hopefully, it's nothing long term. But I, I wasn't sure about him playing up front though. Um, any time I saw him at Celtic, and he was he looked good. He played it kind of out wide. And I think on Saturday, he never really got into the game. I think he, he could have done with going out wide to try and get the ball. Because at times we had no wood. We only had wood on one side. We were, Hayes was switching between left and right. And Naismith was maybe sometimes getting up the left. And he was looking for an option to play it onto. And there was no one there. So I, I think McGinn needs to maybe kind of try and move about a bit more. Unless he's been told by Brown, stay central. But, That's um, the impression I get. Because I agree with you. McGinn's better out wide. And he's not scared to take on a player when he's out there. Well, so if, if you can push him out there, then I think he'll do a good job. Yeah, Stephen Hughes looked quite good for us, though. Um, I think he's starting to get a bit match fit because he came to us obviously in kind of towards the end of last season, and he'd not played much football. But he's obviously had a pre-season behind him, and he actually looked back to the type of player he was when he was at Motherwell. He's always a player I've liked, Stephen Hughes. He can kind of link up the play between the kind of mid midfield and the attack, um, and he was looking good. Um, defensively or sound Isaac Osborne though got, supposedly, he got mad at the match which I was a wee bit surprised at um, and then the young boy Fraser came on He's he looks a good prospect Ryan Fraser it actually ended up he came on with about 25 minutes to go and every time we were looking for an out ball he was the out ball it seemed as if they were they'd rather give it to him than anyone else and more often than not he was either beating his man or getting the ball in the box so what was the, what was the atmosphere like in the stadium with the, the 14,000 attendance to be honest, it was a bit kind of mixed. It was the first half was all right. It was kind of good atmosphere, and then I think when the kind of chances weren't really kind of nothing was really coming off. It it was quite quiet at times. I don't think that, don't think that helped. Mm-hmm. Um, the boys the boys that I go with they were saying it was a really good chance on Saturday. We've got fourteen thousand there, putting a good performance, and then that means we'll maybe keep that size of crowd for most of the games this season. And it's maybe a wee bit of a missed opportunity in terms of. Opening game at home, and then it was a, a nil-nil and a bit of a kind of drab affair. So whether it's going to attract people back, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. Because that's that's about that's about four thousand better than we got last last season for our opening game of the season. So it's certainly a, it's a good increase, but I think the uh, the whole sellout Saturday thing kind of fell flat in its face. No, I'm I'm not sure why it did that exactly. It was certainly I mean I was I went to Fur Hill, which is something I wouldn't have done if Celtic hadn't been playing. Um, but I was looking across the, sort of, the attendance figures across the leagues and Aberdeen were definitely up but they still they hadn't quite hit the sellout figure that they wanted to hit and yeah. uh, Fur Hill was slightly up the odd one was Wraith Rovers which was down and uh, Wraith Rovers was one of the ones that was targeted by a few of the Celtic fans mm-hmm. and ah, yeah, other teams as well you're so sponsoring was, one of the Wraith players aren't they? Uh, aye, there's been a few sponsorship players come through now I think there's a couple at Clyde as well it's uh, it's good to see that the money's getting spread around the leagues, but uh, I think I think more needs to be done by the clubs themselves. Uh, I should probably plug Scott's blog at footyblog.net because he's went through the the whole why the the sellout Saturday thing didn't work, and he he focused quite a bit on the the fact that well yeah we tried to get the the bums on seats, but they were still having to pay excessive amounts of money. I mean I was seventeen quid for a, a game at Fur Hill, and it's. I paid it, but you kind of—it was one of those sort of borderline figures. I was thinking, well, is it really worth seventeen quid to go watch a, a first division team? Yeah, see, and I think that 
That yeah. goes through the, the leagues, that's the problem. Yeah, well, my ticket was £23, and that was in the Richard Donald Upper. And it's probably the, probably the place that's got the best atmosphere, but in terms of you, at times, I'm quite a short guy, so at times, if someone's a, <laughs> if someone's a decent height in front of me, I'm struggling to then see when we're attacking at our end or something. Actually, mm-hmm. a couple of times I was like, trying to jump up to see what was happening. Um, but it's funny how you were mentioning Clyde earlier. On the way back in the train from Aberdeen, there was a few Clyde boys got on. I think they were playing, I'm trying to think, I think it was Montrose. They were playing. And uh, they were, they were in, uh, kind of, they'd, they'd been, yeah. went up, kind of gone to the pub, and then they'd heard it was 1-0, and they were like, right, well, we both are going. And I think only four of them went out of about 12 that were going, supposed to be going. <laughs> they ended up, it was 2-0, and then they ended up winning 3-2. <laughs> so they never went to the game because they thought, oh, there's no, what's the point of going? But I, I go down, and then they ended up winning 3-2. And it sounds up, like it was one of the, the good games in the third division. Uh, I don't know, I don't know, I disagree with that. <laughs> Aye. So that was a pretty, well, good, pretty good game at Peterhead, was it not? Unfortunately, I didn't get to see any of it. I was on the way through to Edinburgh for the, the Fringe, and I was listening on the, the radio, and I heard that Peterhead, they seem to be the better team, and maybe deserved a win. Even after Rangers got the, the last gasp equaliser, I think they went up and they had maybe a couple of other chances, Peterhead. So I think Rangers got lucky by the sounds of it. Well, that's what but I was it's, as well. it's early days. It's, it's a, a new squad. They've not had much of a pre-season. I know this is their, their third game, but as a new squad, it's they, they need a, a wee kick up the the bum as well, just to really say, look, this isn't going to be a walkover. We're not going to win every single game of the season. Which I was hearing was it down to twenty to one in one bookies. Imagine you put money on that. Lost already. What's <laughs> the, the first game of the season? Oh, I had a tenner on Rangers because I thought, right, this is easy money. I got 1.29, I think, at Betfair. Uh, a tenner down the drain. I normally don't bet a tenner. I was gutted. I suppose in a way, though, it's going to be like, what, I don't know, how many games is it? 36? 36 cup finals, isn't it? Yeah, you could say that. The, the, the teams outside of Rangers are going to be up thinking, well, if we can take anything off them at all, it'll be a great result for us, but... Peter Head have started it off. I think it's going, it's going to be the games at their own grounds rather than travelling to Ibrox. Because I, I, I think there's certainly more chance of the Rangers winning their games at Ibrox than there is winning all the games away for Ibrox. But It just depends how the, the painter and decorator can handle the atmosphere at Ibrox. <laughs> Well, what, he, obviously, he obviously had a cracking game on Saturday. <laughs> he, obviously, he was obviously outstanding on Saturday to get a call up for Scotland, eh? When he oh. couldn't, couldn't get a call up when he was in the SPL. John, there? that's working well in the script because that takes us right on to the next, the topic of the week. You can pay me later. Perfect. <laughs> I so the Scotland are playing Australia at Easter Road, and Ian Black has been called up despite being overlooked during a, a very good season last season with Hearts. And there's been some conspiracy theories thinking, oh, it's because he's at Rangers or whatever. But rather than focusing on that, I thought we'd discuss whether. A player can be picked when they're not playing at the top level, when they're playing in Division 3, 2, even 1 in Scotland, or I don't know how far down in England we need to go to to be comparable, but maybe League 2, something like that. Should players playing at that level be considered for the national team? Can they make that step up? What do you think, John? I think the whole thing about Ian Black, obviously, the situation was last week... Lee Wallace originally, they talk about him and the fact that he'd probably have been considered if he was playing at a higher level 
Ian Black, as you said earlier, had a good season last year, but yet still couldn't get a call up. Yep. And then all of a sudden he signs for Rangers, and then he's in the squad where he's playing third division. I mean, it's a weird one because when it comes when it comes to the qualifiers, no no disrespect to the third division, but he's not going to be playing maybe that high at higher level. And when it comes up to playing against the likes of Modric for Croatia and the likes Ramsey at Wales, so I'm not sure. I, I think it's a difficult one because obviously. Last year, he would have been considered maybe almost good enough. And then just because he's playing at that level, should he not be called up? I don't know. Personally, I don't I don't think he should be in the squad. Well, there was talk that, I think it was Levine himself during the, the cup final mentioned that he would have included him, or he probably would have included him in the squad if he hadn't pulled out due to a hernia operation. So he, he may well have been called up if that hadn't happened. So maybe Levine just had his had his eyes on him for a while, and he's he just doesn't care really that he's playing in the third division. the The Wallace example is a good one because it seemed that Levine didn't pick Wallace because of where he was playing in the third division, but maybe Wallace didn't stand out in his position enough uh, when he weighed up when Levine weighed up the uh, what he brings to the team and where he's playing. Maybe Black's good enough. That's the crux for me, I think. It's not a case of... 99 times out of 100, you're going to pick the player that plays at the higher level against the higher opposition because 99 times out of 100, the player at the higher level is a better player. Otherwise, he wouldn't be at the higher level. But at the moment, we're in a very odd situation where we've got a team as big as Rangers in the third division with some players that were playing in the SPL last season. So we're a bit lopsided in that. And we're trying to generalise this and say, well, should we be picking teams from the, the fourth tier in Scotland? Yes. Well, they're not really fourth tier players. They were SPL players last season. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, I can understand it. At that point, it becomes a case of, well, is there anything better playing at a higher level now than, than the likes of Ian Black and Lee Wallace? And I think that's what we're touching on. And for me, there's not really a Ian Black kind of player in the, the Scotland squad at the moment. What I don't understand is why Chris Commons isn't in it. Because for me, Chris Commons is playing... He's another midfielder. He's playing at a higher level than Ian Black is. Uh, he scored the cracking goal against Inter Milan in a friendly. He was playing against a Champions League qualifier just recently. Did he and not yet, get an assist, an assist record last season? I he did, did. He had some ridiculous amount of assists last yeah, season. See, and he only he, scored the one goal. Yeah, I, I didn't like that goal myself. But uh, I did do well for assists. Do remember that? It's just it's weird. Obviously, uh, managers they have their favourites and so on, and on the flip side of that, they have people that they just rather not consider. And maybe he's just one of them, yeah. or maybe it's a friendly and he knows what he's going to get from him. And That's for example, thought, right? Ian Black's one guy he's wanting to bring in just to see, step up to the plate. What can you do? Yeah, I think that I think Chris has made a good point about the fact of Scotland do lack maybe that kind of ball winner type player. We've been struggling for a while. I think. Darren Fletcher sometimes plays it when he's been fit. We've tried, or I think we even tried Barry Barron in one of the friendlies, right. if not mm-hmm. playing there, which I don't know what that was all about. The only other player I could think of that comes for that same kind of mould is Scott Brown, and he's injured at the moment, so we can't pick him. Aye, Scott Brown, yeah, he could do it. Um, I think the type of player that could do it, but, be, aye, but it is a position we're definitely lacking. But again, left-back's maybe a position we're lacking. And Lee Wallace never got a call. I know Danny Fox has got called up, but... He, he called up Danny Fox, bizarrely, and... For some reason, despite the fact Celtic play him in centre-back, 
he, he, he uh, Levine's played Charlie Mulgrew at left back the last couple of games. So maybe that's the thinking with left back. We do have a couple of play, uh, players there that we can play. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a it's... fan of Wallace and I, I think he should be included, but if he's not, then it's up to Levine. It's a friendly. He should be trying out new things. I don't think, I don't want to be too critical of him during a friendly. No. I mean, I, I agree that there's definitely a concern that as the, as the season progresses, we're going to have the likes of Ian Black and Lee Wallace used to playing a certain level of player. And it's whether they can make the step up to play a higher level of player for the one-off game. It's the same argument with, let's say, Celtic and Rangers a couple of seasons ago when they were playing SPL, 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 and then they try and make a step up to Champions League and Europa League football, and they'd struggle a bit. Yep, you're right. I've been interested if Ian Black manages to stay in the squad uh, because basically he's, he's not been performing for Rangers so far. It's, it's only three games in, but uh, he's, he's looked a shadow of his, his former self, if you like. No, I mean, yeah, this is a, this is a, uh, the counter argument here that, okay, you've picked Ian Black, so why haven't you picked Rory McAllister, who had a good game for Peter Head and was obviously a better player on the day than Ian Black? What's his call up? Fine. Yeah. Maybe think, someday Levine's never seen play before because he can't be everywhere. Do you think yeah. Black will start then? Do you think he'll play now? That he's I in think he's cover. I, I, I think I was reading sort of the tweets from the Scottish FA from Peter Houston and his suggestion was the people they've called up the last 24 hours, 48 hours are more cover for those that are already in the squad rather than just we're bringing them in, we're going to throw them in and see what they can do. Mm-hmm. Right, so that... I think Ian Black will be on the bench, perhaps. Because I, I expect on Wednesday that we'll pretty much see the side that's going to start the first qualifier. Yeah. Uh, Levine's not going to experiment. He's going to be go- looking for the team that's going to be as close to, I think, the starting lineup um in our first qualifier. Uh, the first, it's the FIFA rankings. Kind of stops them from experimenting too much. Isn't it? I've seen England were third in the world. Nah, yeah. When i seen that, I just thought, that's it, FIFA rankings. Can, Despite the fact we're even top four in Europe. I know. Because made the semi-final of European nah, Champions it's, it's a farce. I'm just not happy about it. Right, I thought we'd move on and discuss the charity bet. And I mentioned at the start of the podcast that I had some good news about it. And it wasn't good news about the about winning money because it was rubbish. Um, I picked the, the matches and they were all bankers. I went for Rangers to beat Peter Head. We all know how that went. How but, did it go? Um, I, I don't, I, I Rangers don't. won a point. Aberdeen to beat Ross County obviously oh, that didn't that happen yeah. and then well happen. this was a sure fire Hearts to beat Hibs <laughs> and that didn't happen imagine picking a winner in a derby are you mad but this was Hearts against Hibs I know oh. but derby games are just absolutely unpredictable 99 yeah. times 100 Anyway, so what did I pick for this week? Alright, <laughs> oh, alright. Oh, uh, no, wait, before I say what we're going to pick, I'm going to give the announcement. The good news. Oh, drum roll, drum roll. <laughs> the good news is I approached McBookie about the charity bet and they've offered to cover the charity bet every week throughout the season and put up £10, a £10 bet. So I'm very grateful to them for doing this. It's all for charity. Absolutely fantastic, Jason. Yeah. That's brilliant. It's good I got in touch with them via Twitter. Aye, they were very helpful. So they managed to they put up the £10 for that bet that I lost. So we would have won over £30, I think, because of that. 
So I, it's a, it's a really good gesture and. Well, previously it was a fiver, wasn't it? So now we're, mm-hmm. we're hopefully going to win a wee bit more. But it does put the pressure on, Chris. Does, doesn't it? I mean, we need to get these, these bets right. So, and no I didn't even, derbies, eh? I didn't even pick up when you said don't bet in derbies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you <laughs> Going back to that joke, I was lining off a second ago. Aye, I know. Damn. I ruined it. I ruined it. But yeah, you told me the, your matches earlier. So you went for Dundee United to beat Dundee. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. He went for Livingston to beat Airdrie United, and that's a one to two. The Dundee United was four to nine, and you went for Sterling Albion to beat Elgin. That's at Elgin. That's six to four, and you went for a banker here, Rangers at home to East Stirling, yep. the, the best team in the country against the worst team in the country. And... <laughs> Rangers are one to twenty. One to twenty. Oh my god! That's terrible odds. It's competitive odds from McBookie. I don't want to talk them down. You'll be having twenty pence on that, Craig. Don't give us it. I've no money in my account after losing it in the Peterhead game. To be fair, I packed three teams and then throw. I just throw Rangers in there as well. We may as well. A banker, yeah. Right, <laughs> okay. This ten pound stake returns fifty six pound eighty eight pence at McBookie. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Right. So hopefully that comes up. I'll need to email them. So if ever you're looking for online bookies, McBookie gets my vote. Definitely. They are really good. I've I've bet with them before, and they do. A, in terms of like, if you're wanting to bet on anything to do with Scottish sport, they are really good. One Even thing down to the junior football as well. Oh, aye, they've got loads. One thing that I was speaking to them about was uh, I explained that Ladbrokes were letting us down because they didn't have the odds on the Monday evening, and they told me that it should be up by lunchtime on Monday. So that means that I can go on think? and I can get exact odds, which is good, which is helpful for us. It is, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm happy with that. And I mentioned earlier that I was going to talk about some listeners. Because we talked last week that we, th- we thought we had four, but we've got a wee bit more than four. Uh, not quite ten, but we've got uh, <laughs> a guy that I grew up with, Andy Morgan, he listens. A uh, guy who sits opposite me at work, Neil, he listens. Uh, Scott, my boss at work. <laughs> John, my other boss at work. Uh, Steve McLeod on Twitter. His Twitter name's McLeod Steve. Uh, Peter Young on Twitter. Pete Young 617 And Scott Donaldson listens as well. He's S-C-O-R-G-O-I-D on Twitter. So that's the shout-outs. If you want a shout-out for next week, you just need to send me a tweet at sfootballforums or you could tweet Chris if you want a shout-out from him. He's Chris1888. And John, what are you? Uh, I'm JB, so Jerry Initial and then B-B-E-E-1978. Right. You need to be mindful as well about Chris. It's K-R-Y-S. Mm-hmm. Because people will be trying to tweet CHRIS and who knows who they'll get. Ah, he's a, he's a random carpenter in Argentina. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> so, shout out, what? Aye. So basically you're saying he's a chopper. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> oh, we've not mentioned the, the predictor. Uh, if you want to win some cash prizes by predicting scores in the SPL, you can sign up for the forum. That's free. You can join using your Twitter or your forum account. And if you go to forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash predictor, you can enter there. And I don't know how you're doing, John, but Chris is rubbish at this. I'm yeah. sitting on the, well, the, 
the leader, Johnny Chops, on 14 points so far. I'm on 10, which is decent. Chris, you're on 7. Yep, which is rubbish. It's all right. John, what are you on? Yeah, I'm just having a look just now and checking. Let me see. Well, oh, dear. Yeah. Five. Five. Struggling. Five. Five. I am just a slow starter like Aberdeen. Just, just lulling these all into a false sense of security. Bye, it's £20 a month on offer in there. If you I'll not be getting them near it. <laughs> Aye, well, I can't win the money because it's, well, it's me that gives it out, so it wouldn't really make sense. You just put it in one pocket and put it in the other. <laughs> There's also, also as well the fantasy football if anyone wants, wants to join it, but it's for the English League because we can't find a Scottish League one, can we? No, we're, you're right. We're struggling with that. Um, if anyone wants to join it, I'll try and find the code. Where is it? John and Robin, the forum was asking me for it earlier. Aye. So, the league code, if you want to join, it's on fa- uh, fantasy.premierleague.com and the code is 56153192777. Just for a wee bit of banter, it's not nice for one. any money or anything like that. And while we're in the plug-in mode, Chris, it's, it's your chance to plug. Now, I'm not wanting to hear this, this long advert that I heard last <laughs> week. <laughs> with the Magnificent Seven theme <laughs> but I plug away because it's for oh, a good cause yep yeah, because yeah, uh, I have a book out uh, it's probably only of interest to Celtic fans of course because it's called From Seville to Sevilla which uh, not as the name suggests anything to do with actually going to Seville it's what happened after we went to Seville because uh, we had uh, a league title to win back and we uh, had a Champions League yeah, campaign, we had a UEFA Cup campaign we knocked Barcelona out of the UEFA Cup as uh, unbelievable as that sounds these days uh, and we gobbed Rangers five times out of five so <laughs> so I, I wrote an entire book about that season which covers from the just after the disappointment in Seville all the way to Henrik Larsson's final farewell against Sevilla, hence the title uh, you can get that at Amazon.co.uk for your Kindle. You can get a printed copy, or you can also get a printed copy or an ebook from Lulu.com. Just look for From Seville to Sevilla. See the thing. See when I heard about this book, I was a wee bit worried because I'm thinking, no, oh, no, Chris is going to want to be paid for this doing the podcast now that he's published. <laughs> luckily, no, John, no. he's no mentioned it yet. I don't make a penny out of this. Well, strictly speaking, I make money out of it and then give it straight to Cancer Research UK. Because it's a good cause, and uh, there was several of our players that were featured in the book, like uh, John Hartson, Stalin Petrov, and Tommy Burns was there as well, and they've all had different forms of cancer in the last few years. So, the Cancer Research UK is a, a very good cause that uh, I, I care a lot about. So, all the money that's made out of the sale of these books goes straight there. Uh, it's good. Uh, I do. I do think it's a, such a, a good thing to do because it must have taken ages. Because I, I can remember doing English essays back at school and. I hate it. I'd leave it till last night. There's no way I could write a book. But you've seen how I post on the forum. (laughs) It took me 11 months to write it. Ah, can imagine. It was pretty much the length of a season. Uh, Hats off to you, Chris. Well done. That's it. I hope you raise raise a lot of money for for the charity. Aye, Chris, you can pat yourself on the back if you're flexible enough. Right, so that's us got to the end of the podcast. We haven't done predictions yet. Oh! I, oh. I didn't even write that on the agenda. Oh, sack, sack the host. Sack the host. Sack oh. him. Earlier on, I was calling STV the SPL. Now I'm forgetting about the predictions. Oh, come bring on. Bring back Laurie. Bring back Laurie. Where is he? Bring, bring him back. Get him back from the porno shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I still what's, he, what's, what's he doing now? Breakfast in Tiffany? 
<laughs> I, is he not doing the suki nanny? Oh, aye. Oh, I can't really talk about that because it's, it's a bit too hardcore. <laughs> captured, captured competition. Oh, aye, that was a good one. That was good. That's that's the way to stretch someday, definitely. If you've not seen it, if you go on the forum and search for caption competition, and I think it's number 29, and it's a, an image of a gymnast with the coach helping her stretch, and, well, he's getting a bit too close for comfort, put it that way. Was it passive stretch that it was called? But I had to ask a, a gymnastic coach before I posted it on the forum, because I thought, no, is this just a wee bit of... Is this dodgy? Is this like a Laurie's film or something? But then, no, it's passive stretching. It, but your face isn't meant to go there. No, it's just good to have a job you enjoy, and he certainly was lapping it up. <laughs> <laughs> There's people who won't have seen the image. They're not going well, to know what we're talking about. That's, that'll get them on the forum to look at this image. That's it. Yeah, but it's slightly not safe for work. You, you wouldn't want your boss hanging over your shoulder as you're looking at it. But there's no nudity. It's yeah. it was on the TV. Uh, the Olympics, BBC. Right, doing these predictions. I'm sorry, I yeah. forgot. Right, we'll rattle through these. Ross County against Celtic. It's a kick-off at 12.15 on ESPN. I'm going to go for a away victory, 2-0 Celtic. Chris? Uh, well, Ross County, as I said earlier, unbeaten for a calendar year. But within that year, they did lose 2-0 to Celtic in the League Cup at Dingwall. Uh, it's a Dingwall again. I think it could be tighter, though. I think 1-0 Celtic just... Does that not mean that they they weren't unbeaten then? No, it was unbeaten in the league. Oh, all right, right, okay. <laughs> hey, John, what are you thinking? Uh, you better press the magic button, tear that out. Aye. <laughs> um, I, well, I don't know. I think probably Celtic should have probably a, a, enough about them though. They weren't that impressive against us. I didn't think in the opening game they struggled to break us down. Um, and Ross County looked kind of quite well organised on Saturday. I'll go for a a nil nil. Ross County's third nil nil of the season. Right. And then the next game up I've got here is Hearts versus Inverness. I'm going to go 2-0 Hearts. Chris? Yeah, it's almost a more 2-1. John? Um, Hearts, just reading actually about possibility of good will. I go on loan to Hearts. I heard that rumour, yeah. Don't know I'm not how... sure that's a real rumour though, because I think that's based a lot on the fact that we've seen it at Rickerton today. And uh, that's for Scotland we're training. Mm-hmm. Right, aye, so it's probably just a wee 2-2 two two equals 5. Yeah. Um, I think Hearts will probably beat Inverness. Um, I'll go for 1-0 to Hearts. Kelly against Motherwell. I'm going to go for an away victory 1-0 to Motherwell. Yeah, away victory for me as well. 2-1. Uh, I'll go for a 1-0 with that one. St. Johnson against Aberdeen. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw here. I was tempted to go for a win here for St. Johnson. Must admit, they've made some good signings this season again. But I think I'll go one each. I think it might be too early for some of them. Oh, um, I, I might go for one all as well, I think, for that one. Cross the board then. St Mirren against Hibs, I'm going to go 1-1 for this. Yeah, I'm going to each. <laughs> uh, I'll take 2-1 to St Mirren. Then that's it for Saturday's games, and then Sunday we've got the Dundee Derby, and I like to, to back the charity bet, so I'm going to go for a Dundee United victory, a home victory. And well, this is on Sky Sports 4, by the way, quarter to one kickoff. I'm going to go for a 3 1, because they won quite convincingly in a friendly, didn't they? A pre season friendly. So, a home victory. I think it'll be tighter, but I still think Dan United 2 0. Like, I've got it back in my bet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would take Dundee United to win as well, I think. Um, 
I'll go for 3 0 to Dundee United. Right. Right. So that's us now then. We've done everything. And I forgot to put the predictions in the agenda. Silly me. I included hello at the start. I've included bye at the end. But no predictions. <laughs> so thanks for coming on, John. I appreciate Aye, that. Good to it's, be back. It's good to hear about your time in Aberdeen. Aye, there's. I couldn't tell you everything about the day in Aberdeen, but aye, it was good. <laughs> that good? Oh, is the wife listening? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> so, all right, a... so, all right, I'll just cut it out, John. Just a few beverages. The magic button. button doesn't cut these things out. You know that. <laughs> just, just a few light beverages. Right. But thanks for coming on. Thanks again, Chris, for coming on. Thanks for doing your SPL roundup. Yep. Maybe next week I'll do the SFL roundup as well. But uh, I think we. We kind of we breezed over it. That's I should I should just say I really enjoyed my day at Fur Hill actually. I thought, uh, it was an entertaining game of football between Partick Thistle and Falkirk, and uh, Thistle ran out three-one winners. And possibly the highlight was the the announcer at halftime uh, reading out that uh, the one result from earlier on was that uh, how did he put it again? Something along the lines of it was Peterhead to that plucky newcomer Sevco 5088 or whatever they're called this week to <sighs> I'm definitely cutting that out there was a few cheers at the pub in Aberdeen that had to be said when Peter Head's got the equaliser it's just mean um, it's nice to know that uh, the other teams in Glasgow are enjoying it just as much as we are <laughs> right on that mean note I'm going to say bye <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye. Bye.